Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast. We're talking about some of the greatest dogs in the world in the National Dog Show, but we also want to talk about your dog at home. And what better person to talk to than you remember the old Batman show, Robin, the Boy Wonder, was played by Burt Ward? Well, you wonder what happened to him. I mean, he's on TV and movies all the time. Once in a while, you'll see him. But what he's really doing is saving dogs' lives. And it's just fascinating what he got into. Bert, thanks for being on the show. How did you get into all this? Where did you decide that, uh, I mean, were you always a dog lover, or is it something you developed a little later in life? Well, first, hello, citizens. My my wife and I, well, I've always been a dog lover. My wife and I have been dog lovers our whole lives. About 27 years ago, uh, I uh, my wife and I uh, rescued a Great Dane, and we found out where we live here in Southern California that the ones that we didn't rescue were all being put to death in shelters because the person who was running a rescue in Southern California for Great Dane herself had died. And dogs are rescued by breed. There's, for example, a Sheltie rescue, a German Shepherd rescue, a Great Dane rescue, a Mastiff rescues, and there's 100 and, I believe, 64 breeds, and most of them all have rescues. So we, uh, we started rescuing Great Danes uh, and, uh, because we couldn't stand the thought of them be dying in shelters when, you know, these big, gentle giants are so loving and affectionate. So we started the first week in August of 1994, and by the end of August, three weeks later, we had 102 Great Danes in our house and 62 puppies under seven weeks of age. Uh, we've never bred a dog, uh, but... But we rescued them from shelters or from people who, you know, ended up with a, a, a breeding uh, them accidentally or maybe they just couldn't handle it. But whatever it was, they came here. And through the years, because people heard about us, and when they had to give up a Great Dane, they would come and drop their dog off. And then they'd say, well, gee, thank you for taking my Great Dane, but I guess my other dog here is going to have to go to a shelter and get put to sleep. And we'd say, no, 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 don't do that. Leave your dog here. So... <laughs> <laughs> My wife eventually redefined the term Great Dane. If it has four legs and a tail, it must be a Great Dane, right? We rescue 45 different breeds, uh, almost a third of all the breeds. But what's most valuable to your listeners is the fact that when we started rescuing the giants, which traditionally have the shortest lifespan, Great Danes, average lifespan, seven to nine years, English Mastiff and Irish Wolfhound, six to eight years. When we would lose one of these dogs, it would tear us up. So my wife and I vowed, this is back in, in uh, 1994, that if we could find a way to help them live longer, we would. And we first developed a feeding and care program. We actually feed and care for dogs differently than everybody else. And people say, well, you know, again, how, how do you know so much about it? Well, think of it this way. 
in the last 27 years, my wife and I, in our home, have had more than 15,500 dogs. Wow. Okay, <laughs> That's never less than 50 at, 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 in our house on any given day for 27 years. We feed 600 pounds a day of our Gentle Giants dog food. So if your listeners kind of visualize a large bag of food, we're feeding 20 of those every single day. And you can only imagine what it takes to lift, carry, and pour, and clean up from 20 of those bags a day. But coming back to what the key thing is, we developed a, a way of feeding and caring for our dogs, which is free information. Your listeners can go to our website, GentleGiantsDogFood.com, and there's a, a menu at the top of every page, and one of the menu items is special feeding and care program. And I tell people, it took my wife and I 25 years of our life to learn what the reader can learn in less than 25 minutes. So it's incredibly powerful. Well, you and so, your wife, Tracy, have saved so many lives and, and extended the lives of these great dogs. You're right. We all took it for granted that there was nothing you could do. Big dogs die early, and you kind of ex expected that when you got them. This is such a wonderful thing. My God, people love these animals like their own children. Well, wouldn't you do that to extend their life three, four times? It's incredible. Yes, Well, but I'm going to tell you how we do it. First of all, the feeding and care program, which you can read about, you know, special feeding and care program on our website, GentleGiantsDogFood.com, what we do is so dramatically different than the way other people feed and care for their dogs. So as an example, when we feed our dogs, we don't feed them once or twice a day. We feed them a minimum of five or more times a day, smaller, more frequent meals. And invariably, I'll get the question, well, I can't do that because i got to go to work for eight hours, and i got an hour of driving. And our answer is, yes, you can do that. But here's how you do it. You feed your dog in the morning, okay, and, 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 and after 10, 12 minutes, you remove the food, leave fresh water. You come home eight, nine hours later, you feed your dog the second time, which is what most people do. But here's the difference. An hour after that second feeding, you put out the food for 10 minutes. An hour later, 10 minutes, and an hour later, 10 minutes. And it doesn't have to be mathematically even between the hours of feeding. This has to be an hour apart. And, and, and people say, well, well why, why do you do that? Well, several reasons. Number one, if you only feed your dog twice a day, you're going to shorten your dog's lifespan. And the reason why is that digestion takes an enormous amount of effort. Okay, and, and it's, you know, it's like if you went to your own doctor and asked your doctor, doctor, am I better off eating one or two big meals a day or four or five smaller meals? Your doctor's going to say four or five smaller meals because it's easier on your digestion. And it is multiplied by that by the fact that dogs are inferior in design to a human being. So it's much easier for them. Their bodies don't wear out as fast. Uh, also, we elevate our food and water bowls. We always have them at a height such the dog never has to lean down, only tilt their head down. And you say, well, why do you do that? Well, for several reasons. One, if you put the bowl of food on, and water on the floor, when your dog inhales air, that air can go into their stomach, or when your dog eats the food, the food can go into their lungs and, and, you know, and, and cause aspiration, both of which can kill your dog. But in addition, the reason why we do this is think of it this way. When a dog has to lean down to get food and come up and then lean down to get more, then come up and lean down to get water, up and down and up and down, you are prematurely wearing your dog's bodies out. 
people call me all the time. They say, Bert, I don't understand it. My dog is 10 years old. He has a problem getting up. He has a problem walking. And I'm looking at videos on your website where these dogs are running around like puppies in their 20s. How can that be? Again, the answer is you don't prematurely wear their bodies out. And then the last thing is our food. Just by the way we fed and cared dogs, we added a minimum of five years to their lives. Every one of your listeners can add five years. Just follow those two things and the additional things on our website. If I've got a smaller dog, I assume your dog food, plus the way you're talking about feeding them and so forth, uh, applies to small dogs as well. Every dog. Our food meets the qualifications of AVCO, which is the equivalent of the FDA, only for animals. American Association of Feed Control Officers for all ages and all breeds from the tiniest. We have dogs here that weigh, as an adult, two pounds. We have giants here that weigh right up to 300 pounds. And and by the way, most people have never seen a 200-pound dog, much less a 300-pound dog. And they're not fat. One of my dogs, Sammy, stands on his hind legs seven feet, five inches tall, four (laughs) inches taller than Shaquille O'Neal, and weighs 285 pounds. People have never seen anything like that. When we did our feeding and care program, you know, and we had, now we're having great Danes that were living seven to nine years, living 14 or 15 years. When we were doing that, you know, uh, my wife and I said, do you think there's anything else we can do? We thought about maybe if we changed their food and made the best food in the world because we could afford it. And we weren't thinking of selling it. You got to understand, this is all about keeping our own dogs alive longer and healthier. So we went out to make food, and we found out something so upsetting that I want your listeners to hear this because this is going to change everything. We thought just by making the best food we could make, we'd pull out another year, year and a half. But here's what we found out. All the pet food companies that we're aware of know something the average person doesn't know, which is the more fat content they put in dog food, the hungrier it makes dogs. You confuse the dog's brain to make it believe it's always hungry and eats and eats and eats. And guess what? Those companies sell more dog food. I tell everybody, you want to know the difference between our food and everybody else's food? And here's the difference. Go pick up a few kibbles of your dog's food. It doesn't matter who made it. Pick them up. Rub those kibbles in your fingers. And then after a few seconds, put the kibbles down and rub your fingers together. And you're going to feel a slightly greasy feeling. It's every food I've ever seen except ours. And you say, well, what could that be? It's animal fat. And why was it put there? It wasn't put there to benefit the dog. It was put there and sprayed on after the food was made to make the dog hungrier, to eat more food. Now, I and people say, well, but why could that be so bad? You're making it sound like it's killing dogs. And I'm saying, yes, I am making it sound like that. Think of it this way. Would you take a can of bacon fat? Or, or, or turkey or, or chicken grease and pour it down your sink? Would you do that? Well, of course not, because you'd say, well, water evaporates, but animal fat coagulates. Right. And when it hardens, it's like cement. And if you did that, you would ruin your pipes and your sink. So when you realize that animal fat will clog and ruin metal pipes, why would anybody in the world ever feed their dog a food that every single kibble, every single bite at every single meal was encapsulated in animal fat? It's clogging their arteries and intestines and shortening their lives by 50%. So let me ask you two questions then. Number one, what's in it? And number two, and most importantly, 
Do the dogs like it? I mean, obviously, it extends their life, and uh, it seems like you're, the dogs I've seen that you guys have out of the house, they're real happy. But, uh, but basically, is that a food friendly for the dog? Well, yes, because it's pure food. Let me tell you something about dogs. Dogs love the smell and taste of meat. However, dogs do not like the smell and taste of fat. Mm-hmm. And you look at greasy fat. Who would want to eat that? Okay? But the, the thing is, is that if they eat it with that fat on it, it then mixes up their brain to think they're always hungry. So that you hear about people saying, well, my dog's a picky eater, but he loves your food, Bert. Well, why is that? We haven't done anything magical except we haven't filled it with fat. And it's not just fat. There's extra protein that, that the companies put in food. And you, and, and you say, well, why would they do that excessive protein? And the answer is because the average person going to a store, looking up on a shelf, and they see three bags of dog food. The one on the left has 24% protein. The one on the right has 28% protein. And the one in the middle has 32% protein. And the average person's going to say, oh, I'm going to buy the one in the middle. I want more protein for my dog. More protein is bad, not good, okay? More too much protein, over 22%, will prematurely burn your dog's kidneys out. Mm. And if it doesn't do that, it causes pain in dogs. Uh, All of these things we explain in detail but our food, General Giants, which is available uh, at Walmart, at Target stores, in grocery stores, and on the Internet, from Chewy to Petco to PetSmart.com to all of these online stores, and it's available. And my wife and I don't take $1 in salary. We take zero salary. Why? Because we want to bring the finest food in the world to people at the least expensive price. It's our charity. Before we even decided we were going to talk to you, whatever, I bought a, a big bag of this for my daughter who has this big old lab, you know, and this will, will eat anything, gobble it down. What turns out, he really likes this, and you go, look, the fur is shinier, he's got more energy now, you know, I mean, he's back to when he was a pup, and it, you can really see that, you know, you hear that a lot, but I was really surprised to actually see the difference. I want to tell you why the difference occurred. The, the reason is, that dog, before eating our food, was eating foods coated with fat. That dog's arteries and intestines were clogged with animal fat. Now, here's one thing that's amazing. A dog's body will reject the fat. It takes about a month to come out of their body. But with all the other pet foods, it's putting that fat right back in. We don't do that. So what happens with our food, once people have transitioned their dog to gentle giants, it takes about a month. But all of that fat will work itself out of the dog's body through the stool, and that dog will feel like it's never felt before in its life because their arteries aren't clogged, their intestines aren't clogged. And people tell me all the time, thank you for giving me my puppy back. Well, the other part of the bird that's great is dogs love to eat more often. I mean, it's actually fun because they're always ready to eat, right? And a lot of people just give them the one meal or, or two. You're doing this five, six times a day. They're enjoying it. Well, but here's something else. There is a, my wife that describes the condition as a dog being food concerned. If you only feed a dog twice a day, that means they're on average waiting 12 hours. Okay, they're, they're hungry. They're worried. Well, what if my pet parent doesn't feed me on time or whatever the problem is? So when you feed your dog five or more times a day, smaller, more frequent meals, the dog doesn't become food concerned anymore. And our dogs, when they eat, Okay, and our dogs here, because we let them out every two hours, 
They can eat 10 times a day, but they don't actually eat 10 times a day. They're exposed to the food 10 times a day. And it's just like a person. When you cross in front of your kitchen, you don't always stop at the refrigerator and eat something, okay, because you're, you know that you can have it whenever you want it. And that's what we do with dogs. We make them feel like they don't have to worry because no matter what, in another couple hours, they're going to have more food if they're hungry. And that relief, that stress, is huge on a dog. Just like with humans, you hear the term, stress kills. Remove the stress, give them the gift of life. I, I can hear the passion in your voice. You really were blessed where you were in a situation where you could afford to do this and really try and, and really evolve this to really learn not just what the best food is, but the way to feed them and so forth. And that process is going to extend the life of dogs all over uh, the world. Exactly. Like uh, We're now in Canada and for uh, in 110 Walmarts in Canada, and we eventually will be going worldwide. I can't tell you how many people from all around the world are, are, are writing to us saying, please bring it here, bring it here. And, you know, uh, again, we treat this as our charity. We're not taking any salary from this, but it, it's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal distributing a, a food. Even throughout the United States, it's a big deal, you know. And, and uh, we don't have anybody on salary here. Uh, people donate their time or they uh, get a commission, but we, we, we cut our costs so that we can put everything into the food. And by the way, one really big thing I forgot to tell you, um, I'm sure all of your listeners have seen on television, you see these commercials for Roundup and you hear all these law firms, oh, if you got cancer or you live next to a field or you use Roundup in your yard or whatever and you got cancer, call these law firms. Well, let me tell you something. Genetically modified organisms in food are causing cancer in pets, okay? Now, uh, GMOs, that's what they call it, genetically modified. Our food is one of the only foods, at least it's the only food I know of, that has no GMOs in it. On our website, GentleGiantsDogFood.com, in addition to the special feeding and care program, there is another section that says non-GMO ingredients. And if you go there, there's a wonderful video that we got from another site that does research on, on genetically modified food. And the reason why we put this video on our website is that these, the entire eight-minute video focuses on veterinarians who, who talk about basically all of these vets from all across the U.S. and some from the U.K., they all basically say the same thing, which is 10, 15, 20 years ago, they would see one dog or cat a month that had cancer. Now, every single day, one out of every two patients they see has cancer. Cancer is the number one killer of dogs and cats in America, killing 90 to 95% of all of them. Now, this can eliminate that problem. In fact, in, in our years, 27 years of, of operating 15, with 15,500 dogs, we've had less than 20 dogs develop cancer. Now, I understand you also sell cat food. Is that correct? Yes. Well, <laughs> let me tell you what happened. Uh, 27 years ago, my wife rescued, because we were rescuing all these dogs, but we would also transport dogs for, and cats for shelter, uh, shelters and for rescues that couldn't afford to pay for the transfer. So we transferred uh, a whole, well, probably three to 500 cats in the last 27 years. But at one point, a lady came to us with these feral cats. Now, a feral animal is one that is not used to being around humans. They're scared of humans. Usually their life is the shortest lifespan because they're under tremendous stress, being afraid. Okay? We got these feral cats. 
27 years ago. Last year, the two of them died. One was 31 years old. The other was 32 years oh old. Unheard of. Now, what do you think they were eating? Well, we did have regular cat food available, but they were eating our dog food. They were eating our dog food, okay, without the GMOs, without all the stuff. So what we did is we know, and they love the food, we know they love the taste, so we took our dog food with all the best ingredients, and every ingredient in there is healthy, and we went to, the again, the top four nutritionists we could find and said, create for us the finest cat food in the world. And they took our formula of dog food and converted it to a cat food with more protein and some of the other things that cats need. And now we have our cat food. And cats love it. And I can't tell you, even in the last year, how many dozens of letters we get from people saying, you know, my cat's so picky and finicky and he loves your food because he's not tasting all the fat or the grease. The animal is eating fresh, nutritionist food. And like we say, our food is pure nutrition. Let's remind people one more time, because I think, you know, after watching the dog show, they want to have a dog like that. And there's no reason every dog can't be a show dog for the, their own family. Let's let's feed them right. So where do we go online to get this stuff? And you yes, also said General, Walmart, too, right? You can too, go right? to our website, GentleGiantsDogFood.com or GentleGiantsCatFood.com. And, 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 and that you can take them right to our to our store. And uh, again, we, we take no salary from it. But we, and, and that's another thing. We do something that n- nobody else, to my knowledge, does. All of the companies now that I'm seeing, when you go in and buy their food, they, they say they have a two year shelf life. In other words, they have so many artificial preservatives in the food that they can make millions of bags of food and let them sit in warehouses and put them in stores as they need them. We don't do that. We make our food fresh every single weekday. And the day after we make it, we ship it fresh. And our belief is this, is that the sooner your dog eats food that was freshly made, the better the nutrition. That's what we do with our dry food. And with our canned food, we make it once a week with all fresh ingredients, not frozen meat, not frozen fish, fresh fish, fresh meat, fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, actually cooked in the can, the best nutrition you could have. So again... Fresh food, better health, longer longer life. We will go there. Thank you so much, Bert. And thanks for what you and Tracy have done for dogs all over the world. Well, we love animals. And, and you know, the only complaint I get, i got to tell you one quick thing. The only complaint I get is people say to me, you know, you and your wife, all you do is care about dogs and cats. Why don't you do something for humans? <laughs> I said, well, now, wait a minute. If I help you keep your dog or cat living an extra 10 years longer, don't you think I've done something for you? And they go, yeah, well, I guess when you put it that way. (laughs) Yeah, it's absolutely right because statistics show that people that have pets live longer. And if your pet lives longer, you know, I I just see the wonderful things dogs and cats do for people. And to extend those wonderful lives is just a a gift uh, you and Tracy are giving the world. Thanks again. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, citizen. And as he said on Batman, to the Batmobile! What if every dollar you invested into your training program turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. 
E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible, utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Training.epsilonxr.com.